Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast, where three lifelong friends gather to talk about a side quest this week, a barf episode about Undertale. Kept me on my toes there. I was like, is he going to do the intro from the regular episode? And then you went, oh, side quest, oh. slip that in there. I was like, oh! Exactly. Didn't know go. that was coming. <laughs> yeah, so we played, <laughs> we played Undertale. I am Holden DePardo, and I'm here with... Chad Michael Ennis. Boom. We both played Undertale this month as our bar. We try to play a smaller game because there's so many games in November to play. And I think you've played Undertale before. I have played Undertale before. Here's a disclaimer. Are you ready? Yeah. Guess who did not open Undertale once this month? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to sing a lullaby now? No, you don't. No, that's not a thing I do because I usually (laughs) am what they call the finisher. I go in and when people can't make people come, I finish them. That's my job. But no, uh, I did, did not play, play it. a Toby Fox involved project. Still, did I? Yeah, Pokemon. He had some songs to Pokemon. Okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So I have, I have played it. I've beaten it. I've platinumed it. Which okay. in that game, so you've is done, n- you've done the entire like genocide run and pacifist run. Then nope, that is not required for the platinum trophy. Oh, the platinum really? trophy is. You only really need to do about four hours worth of stuff and does not even touch the majority of the game. That's but I have, interesting. Okay. I have rolled credits um, before in the past, and I watched a 30-minute recap video today <laughs> 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 just to refresh myself on the story because it was maybe like yeah. 18 months ago that I played it. And it also, for the first time, informed me all about the subsequent playthroughs afterwards, which I didn't really even understand how crazy and awesome they were i did so i did a pacifist run and i did uh, go to youtube just to watch a little bit of what a genocide run looks like i'm just gonna see how things differ in the beginning of the game but i decided you want to what i'm not gonna finish i'm not gonna finish watching this because i kind of want to play it again i want to see what the the genocide run is like i kind of hate the fact that you even knew what a pacifist run was in this game because i feel like right off the bat that spoils it for you that you even knew there was an option not to kill people um, well, it had been talked about a lot before I even considered playing the game. I, I mean, know. Game out, That's why I wish people could play this game without <laughs> ever hearing anything about it. Just yeah, play it. There's definitely a, there's a conversation. Well, let's do the background of the game. Then we'll jump into or, right. kind of our thoughts on the game. So the game was made by Toby Fox, primarily really by Toby Fox. I found an interview with him on Game Informer, um, their podcast. And he basically said it was just him with a, with some of the art. He said a decent chunk of the art was done by someone else, but he did everything else. All the music, um, a lot of the art itself, even though he didn't do all of it, and then all the gameplay design, all the writing. All, every, so really impressive. Yeah. He did it in two... He literally said in the podcast, he did it in 2.7 months. 2.7 oh, months. Years. Years. Oh, sorry, I was about years. to say, that is so quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is that's still really quick though, considering he primarily made the game on his own. So that's really cool. It came out via a Kickstarter. Um, sorry, you just your face freaked me out. For sorry, a I, just, I changed. <laughs> I changed my podcast lights. Oh no worries, no worries. Continue. So he was um, funded through Kickstarter for initially. He wanted five thousand. He ended up getting fifty one thousand, and that funded him the entire time. He released it initially on Mac and PC in twenty fifteen. About a year, sorry, about two years later, in August 2017, it was released on PS4 and Vita, and then Switch uh, had its release on September 2018 when it came there. Um, he said he wanted to make an RPG where the mechanics and the storytelling were part of the same thing, as opposed to having a story that you see and then turn-based combat between all of that, 
where yep. it's kind of very you know segmented uh, Man, or fragmented he from each other. He achieved, yeah, he definitely did that. He, so they asked him. I forgot the guy, the guy who's interviewing him, a game informer, but they asked him. Um, how much you know training do you have in music, or did you go to school for it? And he's like, "Well, I had some lessons when, uh, in second grade uh, for about a year, and then like uh, I played trumpet in middle school, and I decided I'll play piano like a little while after that, and then just taught myself by playing uh, RPG themes from like Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that he kind of taught himself how to make music, and he made some of the best." I'd say some of the best like battle music and the some of the best music I've heard in RPG. I really, really like the music a lot. Yeah, and we'll get to that as we talk about the game. I'll end with this though. What do you? Th- I thought this was interesting. Two influences for Undertale. One totally get it. The other one, and looking back, yeah, I can see where it came from, but it still really surprised me. Earthbound. I think that's of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he actually course. before he made Undertale, he was popular for making ROM hacks for Earthbound. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, Mr. Bean, the TV show. <laughs> I can kind of see that. Yeah, I can too. But it's not, I would have never immediately went, oh, definitely Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny. Um, let's jump into the actual game itself. So I guess we were kind of going through the, re- the recap and all that. What were some of the things you could really, I guess, remember from playing the game that you liked or didn't like? or like? I think the number one thing about this game is the amazing, 100% of the time spot-on writing. Mm-hmm. Every piece of dialogue, whether it is, or every piece of text that you see on the screen, whether it is from a command you can do in battle, like pet a dog instead of fight it or something like that. <laughs> or you go and look at a rock, it's like, this is a rock. You go to the next one, this is dot, 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 also a rock. And then like constantly subverting your expectations with really funny things, mm-hmm. not even counting the hilarious dialogue with all of the characters that they have in it as well yeah that is by far the it is unimaginable that all of that dialogue and all of that greatness came from one person and permeates every piece of this game which is enormous if you think about like regular rpgs there are people whose specific job is like my job is to be the writer for the quest dialogue that you see in the screen. And this person's job is to be the writer for the narrative. And this person's is to be the, the dialogue tree person. It's like, no, this one guy did it all in 2.7 years. Yeah. And like, even in like shops where it's, it's not, you could have just gone in and had buy sell, but he has an option to talk to the shop owner and you could like fight them if you wanted to, like for, like, for your genocide or if you want to do that. It's everywhere in the game. There's there's not really a part of the game that feels like, okay, this is where he's making it on his own. He kind of skimped out a little bit. Right. He, he even says the art style. It's like, if I had a huge team, it would have been the same exact art style. Yeah. Oh, I, you, I mean, you see that with its inspiration from Earthbound, of course. Yeah. I think that is a significant feat, and it's amazing and hilarious, and it's the, my favorite part of the game. The close second, which I think is why this game is so highly rated and why people love it so much, is the meta narrative about the game itself where Mm -hmm. like you're hyper aware the whole time that it is a game. They are making sure that, you know, it is a game and that your save file is part of the story as well. So even after like subsequent playthroughs, (laughs) you're discouraged. Like the flower comes up and tells you if you play this again and you start from the beginning, you're going to erase all the progress and all these people you saved are going to be now fucked for eternity and all these happy endings you got might've go away. And then like, with subsequent playthroughs after that, it all just kind of compiles upon itself, and it is so 
like I don't I can't imagine the flow chart and the trees and the pictures with yarn drawn between them like those crazy psychopath <laughs> people how many of those huge things must have had to been created to keep this all tra- straight and linked together and how everything feeds into something. it's it's amazing this feat that this guy created yeah absolutely it's like going to even the the uh the decision making where i really did feel like my decisions were mattering where mm-hmm. it's we're going to be talking about mass effect when we do our you know record our full episode and it's like that's like yeah I, I know i made a decision right there but i don't really think the decision matters at all and everything like even when you're fighting enemies like choosing to fight or to act and to act in particular ways has an impact on the battle thus the story at the same time yeah and it's just it's it's unbelievably interwoven it's it's hard to imagine this was made by a single person yep and then it's good for him more things that i love about it because honestly there's nothing bad to say about this game this game is amazing it's phenomenal i love it it's fantastic <laughs> i'm glad you finally played it a hundred thousand years later um <laughs> the fact that one every single battle you had like you mentioned you have the option you can kill the person or you can be a pacifist you can talk them out of it you can just say hey nope i forget the the word that they use what's the, like the the peaceful word what is it pacifist Pa- no, 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 it's like the the actual battle command itself. Oh, act. It's to act. That's not the one I was thinking of. I think it's... Oh, spare? Spare. spare? spare, yeah, spare, yeah. spare. Like, you can choose to spare at all. You can literally mm-hmm. talk people or flirt your way out of a battle. Like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. And the fact that every enemy has a unique... Like, the, the battle system itself is all just like you're a little heart in the middle of a square and there's like mm-hmm. shit going on around the square and you're trying to avoid it and like that battle system itself is unique and unique to each character which i think is really cool. yeah that's so cool and then the final thing that i just like want to gush about is the twist at the end when you get to the end of your first playthrough and you realize that this whole time the experience points you thought you were getting are actually execution points and the levels you thought you were gaining (laughs) are actually levels of violence or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh shit. This whole time I could have not killed people, but they're keeping track of just how fucking awful I'm being as I'm slaughtering all of these innocent monsters. And I, when that twist hit me the first time, because I didn't know anything about the game, I didn't know there was the option of both. I mean, tutorial in the beginning talks to you about like, you can choose to with the dummy. Don't fight the dummy. You can whatever the fuck. Um, but I never really thought that that was an option for every single enemy. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh, shit. I'm fucked. <laughs> and even if you start a new game on that same console, yeah. it remembers all the shit that you killed before. So I, so I think this is, what I, this is how I know, actually, going back, is that I had gotten Undertale last year. Mm-hmm. And I think I played it, and I said that I started it and then I get to the part where the flower talks about how you kill the thing, and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to kill the thing. I didn't really because the flower makes it clear that what did I kill? Was it um, who's the tutorial mother-like character in the beginning? Tutorial, tutorial. Yeah, when you you have the option to kill Tutorial, I killed her the first time, and then I went and talked to the flower, and he basically made it clear that that was a choice that I didn't have to make, and so I'm like, oh, I want to because. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool to see if I can go this whole game without killing anything. Let me try that instead. So I deleted my save. I went back in, did it again. And he said, reminded me, he's like, I know you just deleted your save and came back here. <laughs> like, he told me outright. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I fucking love it. It's so clever. It's so witty. And it's it. Mm-hmm. everything about it is so smart. It, yeah. I, I'm amazed by it. Constantly amazed. 
Yeah, the the battle system. I mean, by battle system, I really even mean to, you know making the pacifist run and sparing everyone that included is so well executed. At first, you think, oh, it's just going to be this like bullet hell game where I'm avoiding things, and yeah, that is kind of what it is. But it's the it's the character and how that character influences what you are are doing. It's totally tied into that character every single time, and it was just fun to see what this first of all with this ridiculous character that's going to come up next like who's it going to be because it's always yeah. something ridiculous my favorite was the horse where you flex and you have to keep flexing until it just <laughs> flexes himself off the screen i thought that was so ridiculous yeah. i love that um and then it's they continually play with it on uh, one boss battle where i had to look it up because i'm like this boss battle is so fucking hard i'm clearly missing something and that was when you fight undyne for the first time and mm, yeah. you can you when your heart is purple or when it's a certain color green when it's green you can't leave you can't run away because you realize you can't beat her so you're gonna have to run away. Um, but I, I was missing that like it turned red so I could just flee and then run away and she chase after me and then we kind of restart that all over again. I'm like that's really clever and they, it's like that's why that flee mechanic is there because I never really thought to run from a battle. I'm like oh it's kind of there for this purpose like to kind of. It was just there the entire time, never thought about it, and they used it in this incredibly clever way. Throughout the entire game, they have that. Throughout the entire thing. Yep. Also, the game is not six hours. It's such bullshit. It took me way longer than six hours, because this game is hard. It is hard. I looked at my... I did look at my save file, and I beat it in, like, four and change. But four doesn't count when you die, and then go back to your save and do it again. So, like, I got... Oh, yeah. So, I ended up playing it for about six hours, and still... I'm like it's got it must have been at least two more than that. Yeah. At least. I died a lot in certain bosses. God, I love timing that is not my my strong suit when it comes to like <laughs> super fast uh reflexes, especially when that heart does not move fast enough sometimes. Um it makes it's so anxiety inducing and then you realize that you made it and it's a huge relief. Especially again in the I think again in the Undyne fight where is it Undyne rear dancing? No, that was Metatron. Yeah, the like game show robot. Yes, and if you do boastful and don't get hit, I'm like, I'll just do boastful all the time, and if I get hit, I'm gonna hope that I've earned it more than enough that it will won't hurt me that much. And you have to earn your ratings. People haven't played. You have to like increase the ratings of your show. So if you choose the boastful option and act, it will continually keep uh, increasing the ratings. But if you get hit by anything, you lose a hundred in, in your points. God, the game is so clever. It's so it's good. It's so clever. It's the most clever game I've ever played in my life. I'm dying to see what Deltarune... I immediately, as soon as I beat it, went online to see what Deltarune was going to be. I have Chapter 1 on my Switch. I haven't played it yet. Really want to now. Uh, but it sounds like it's even more ambitious. And So, yeah, that's his next game. He's... Uh, what was it, a year ago? He released the demo for it and said, Hey, I need yeah. more people to help me make this game. Yep. I could he make says, it by myself, but it's going to take too long. He actually said it was going to be impossible if he made it on his own. Oh, really? It will be impossible to make on my own. I could do it, but I don't know. Like with a team, it could be possible. It's, it's still going to have a pacifist and genocide run. It's still going to have that mechanic, but there's going to be a finite, like determined ending. Not finite, but a determined ending to it. I wonder it if they're not... going to because obviously Delta Rune. The whole thing is that it's just the word Undertale rearranged. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to play with like any of the same characters. Any like is it going to be a sequel to it? Is it going to be like based on whether you did all the playthroughs and you fought Sans at the end, or whether it's going to mm-hmm. be? I don't know. He says it's not Undertale. 
It's a different thing than Undertale. Well, I feel uh, like they would tell you characters. that, but it's going to subvert your expectation. Be like, surprise, fucking bitch. The whole time has yeah. been Undertale, and it's the end of the game now, but blow your mind. This is what I'm thinking, is that it is Undertale, but the human side of the world. Ah, uh, because the whole and time the, we spent uh, in, the mo- in the monster side. Yep. This will be the human mm, side of it. The upside down. Yes. And there's also be, and this is what I'm, I think it'd be kind of cool, like just imagining what he might be able to do with it. Um, he's going to have multiple main characters. And what I think would be really interesting is if you have to make decisions just like you made in Undertale, but those decisions will impact the other characters. So you have to kind of balance out, if I do this, I might not be able to do X, Y, or Z with this other character. It might prevent them from doing that. Or you might not even realize that because you did something, one character will be prevented from doing something else. And there are some really cool possibilities with how that, I guess you could call it like a morality system in the game, is, is used. I'm very, very curious what Deltarune is. He says it might take him up to seven years to make. I, I oh, hope God. that's him subverting expectations. That's like at the Game Awards to be like it's available today. Like I'm, I'm really hoping oh, for no, that. No, it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> not going to come out no, in I, a week. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm hoping. <laughs> God, Game um, Awards is next week, or is it this week? Next week. Next week. Okay. Or is it the week? Yeah, next week. It's Friday the thirteenth or Thursday the twelfth, something like that. It's a Thursday. It's, thir- it's Thursday the twelfth. Yeah. Okay. Which we need to figure out how that's going to balance <clears throat> out with game night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck me running. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I loved Undertale. I loved everything about it. I, I have nothing negative to say, because even the difficult parts of the game are, are there for story reasons, and it makes sense within the world. Just, there's really nothing wrong with it, which is crazy. Right? It's crazy. It's, this one-person game that came out in 2015 on PC and is now everywhere is like one of the... It's so great. It's so mm-hmm. weird to me that I'm also conflicted about calling it one of the greatest games of all time because I really think it is. It's up there for sure. Yeah. It's up there for sure. It's just a very Everything unique about experience. And every, the entire time playing it, I was smiling and laughing and it was like, this is such a fucking great game. And I still felt that, even though I knew what was going to happen in the end with that morality system. I can't imagine not knowing at all, like going into this fresh, like, oh, what's this game Undertale? I heard it's really good. It is in having that thought and playing it in 2015 when it first came out. <laughs> like, I That's really basically that how I played it. I played it on Vita in whatever, 2017 or whenever it came out, something like that. But I yeah. literally knew nothing about it other than people fucking loved it. And it was so good. <laughs> Well, I'm happy for you, Chad. That's all I have to say about the game, so... Happy Christmas, Ron. Happy Christmas, Harry. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I've got to say, too. Um, Great. That was a nice little short, sweet, little buttered bread. If you're going to play with us next week, (laughs) next month, uh, this month, it is December now, Diciembre, um, we are playing Donut County, available across a bunch of different systems it is another bit of barf while we catch up on everything and go on vacations etc etc so look forward to the end of at the end of the month for us talking about that if you want to influence what we play in january you can be a patron at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire for one dollar you can do that you can get cool ass wallpaper which is out now if you're a patron we have the november holiday themed one um and you get to play with us on game nights which we just mentioned and teased a little bit (laughs) (laughs) I farted and it smells bad. That's the end of this podcast. 